Welcome to this shifting moment. This is a podcast in which we're seeking a profound shift in the way that we react to things. We do that through weekly discussions and twice weekly readings and responses from some of the great thinkers and spiritual writers. And my name is Richard, and I'm a spiritual coach and a mindfulness teacher with over 20 years of experience in treatment and private practice. And my name is Josh, and I'm an ordained pastor and a writer with a history of directing spiritual communities. We want you to be a part of everything that we do. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and suggestions. Please contact us at 424-341-3860 and follow us on This Shifting Moment on Instagram and Facebook. Scarcity and, and, and lack and... Um... And I think, and I think the idea of prayer, mm. you know, uh, of being able to write our own prayers, and and I think, uh, to me, I think that was a big thing that was that was that was significant for me moving forward is to be able to kind of acknowledge in prayer, and prayer is just intention. Mm. That's all it really is. It's setting an intention. We can we can frame it as prayer or intention personal intention we can use god if we want to introduce it we can talk about universe we can kind of put, it's almost like we're putting something out into the universe and i know it might that might feel a little bit hoochie coochie to people and it does it always felt that way to me but um until you really try it and do it in earnest i don't know that you i don't know that there's any way to get over that that woo-woo feeling about prayer, I, you know? I also and, think you gotta, you gotta think what's woo-woo to you might just be normal to someone else and, and just not your experience yet. But I mean, mm-hmm. in the, rec- <laughs> if, if I'm scrolling through Instagram, there's tons of recovery accounts that I follow. And I, I'll tell you, it's no, it's, this is not bashing anyone at all. I'm just saying that I saw one where there's a guy in a sauna doing push-ups in a sauna at like 98 degrees to sweat, to then jump in an ice plunge pool to then go to a sound bath. And I was like, at a certain point, <laughs> like if that's okay, <laughs> like prayer should be at like the bottom rung of that. Like it's not hard compared to kind of the other stuff we do to yeah. get ourselves, you know, back to equilibrium. Um, it's a simple intention, and I th- you know? Yeah. And, and not only that, but you know, it, it's, it's a part of any, you know, spiritual journey, mm-hmm. you know, is to be able, if we don't, you know, one of the things that I always come back to, if we don't know what we're wanting, if we don't know where we're going, we're just going to be flopping all over the place. And I think the more we can remind ourselves every day of where we want to go, of what of what would be helpful and what would not be helpful and what, what we um, aspire to, you know. But the thing about it is, the thing about prayer, and, um, you know, Ronald Rollheiser talks about this a lot. He said... If you don't have skin in the game, nothing's going to happen. You can pray all you want to. Say, for example, your mother is sick and um, you're really afraid of, of her well-being and you pray you pray that she gets well and you pray that she heal and you pray that, that you're able to be strong through it. And, and, but if you don't take, a, take her to the doctor's appointments that she has set up, nothing's going to go okay. But so you you've got to be able to make sure that she's getting food and getting whatever the nourishment she is to to be in a place to be able to heal. But you and you can pray all you want to for her to be well. But if if you don't take an action to support her wellness, 
it's probably not going to happen. And it's, that's the thing about, about prayer. I've got to be willing, you know, if, if I am going through a really difficult situation and I'm praying for strength in that difficult situation, I've got to be the embodiment of strength. When, that, when the situation comes, I've got to not be thrown off when difficult moments come to the best of my ability. And that's, when we pray for strength, we, we have to, what would that look like? We have, to, we have to kind of acknowledge, what am I really wanting from me? What I'm really wanting from me is to not collapse into the difficult moments, not fall apart and be um, stuck or frozen in place because something's happening for me. That's, that's what the measure of strength might, mm. might look like. Mm. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, and that's putting, like when I pray for strength, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've often found the things that I pray for are the things that show up in my life, whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it may be in a different direction mm-hmm. than I was looking for, but uh, it's an answer to that prayer. And I think that's a, that's an interesting, um, that's another interesting thing to talk about as we talk about like language of prayer, we often talk about it like we're just shooting these letters off into the universe and just hoping, mm-hmm. like maybe I said it the right way at the right time of day uh, with the right diet <laughs> and it made it to the ears of God and that's going to be granted in the wishes there. Now, I, I think what prayer does is it's like um, it's like hopping in a canoe and the prayer is that paddle in the water pushing you from the shore. It's it's mm-hmm. intentional and it's moving, but it's it's not I'm not exerting the same amount of effort to like move that canoe on land. It's just pushing it off the shore. <laughs> and then I'm open right. to whatever happens next. I'm, I'm you're, you're open to the possibility that the current could carry exactly. you forward. So you're depending on, on the current and, um, and how fast that current is going to come or when it's going to come or exactly where it's going to take you. It's, it's still an adventure, you know, um, it's, it's, it's not like a final destination. And uh, when we put that in, it's it's like what we do with the values. I, I kind of call the values a, a prayer. It's an intention setting. And so the more we kind of align ourselves up with that, um, whether we're asking for, you know, please help me to be resilient or please help me to be honest or authentic in, in the way I show up today. And, you know, we don't know how that's going to look because there are situations that are going to happen to us that we have no idea are going to happen. And we, we are stuck in the moment with, with um, how am I going to deal with this? But the more we plant these seeds of authenticity and honesty and resilience in our psyche, the more often we look back and we go, oh, wow, I, I showed up that, for that pretty well. I mean, I, I had a client that I was talking about with today and they, they were saying, oh, my God, everything is so difficult at the sober living that I live at. It's everything's, they're not doing anything I want and they're telling me no to everything. And I go, wow, what a great opportunity for you to practice your value. <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, I goes, because the values are easy to do when shit's going great. When there's no rough edges, there's nothing pushing against you and your what the way you want things to go. But the minister things start pushing against you in the way that you want them to go, then that's when the values kind of mm. kick in and you're, wow, how do I, how do I handle this? I'm, st- I, I love, I'm struck with the the image of like when, I, when I was in uh, middle school, I had a really tough time fitting in because I moved so many times as a kid. So I would just find mm-hmm. myself falling into whatever the dominant like 
social cool thing was to do. And when I was in eighth grade living in New Jersey, it was skateboarding, right? And I was a terrible skateboarder. I couldn't do it to save my life, but I just wanted to be around the kids and I wanted to do it. So I'd always show up and I would always skate. But the thing I remember from that, besides the many injuries that I incurred because I wasn't good at it, the thing I remember is uh, the world becomes your playground when you slap a skateboard in your hand. So you're looking for spots. And when you find a spot, there's usually something that that is obtrusive to like normal people, but it's perfect when you've got your skateboard. Like this guardrail that's just like a foot too short is now perfect for the skateboard. Or that staircase that's way too long and out of nowhere, that's now perfect to jump over on your skateboard. All these obstacles become the thing you want to engage with. And so I think in the spiritual like life, like it, in these moments that are really difficult, you have to remember like you're holding a skateboard now, like it, that can mean something and you can go do something with it rather than just look at it. Like that guardrail sucks. <laughs> that staircase. sucks. So, yeah. So would this, would the skateboard be like our intention? I get, yeah. Ourselves? If so, like if, if, if you're using this metaphor all the way, right. Uh, like the skater gets to use the skateboard, he gets to grind the rail or jump the staircase or like the obstacle becomes. I've, I've never skateboarded <laughs> all right, in well, my entire life. Richard, so I have no also idea never heard a podcast besides about. this one too. Uh, <laughs> when you have a skateboard, right. Like, like when you're street skating and again, wow, this is me just channeling my eighth grade, uh, CCM mm -hmm. magazine um uh for those who know what that magazine is please leave your name in the chat i would love to chat with you um no no clue. <laughs> no clue exactly uh if you're street skating right like the whole world around you is your playground so benches become what you can grind on you can jump over things you can do stuff but you have to find the right spots if you're just in like a giant basketball court you can do what you can in there but there's no ramps there's no you know there's no fun because there's no obstacles and like, I think as we approach the spiritual life, we're, like we're walking through it, forgetting that we are on a skateboard. <laughs> we're walking through it, just going like, oh, I guess I have to uh, walk down this staircase or <laughs> I guess I have to just sit on this bench when no, like there's like a million different ways to see it and, and to use it. Oh, I, love I, I think to, I love to take that. that further, it's like if, um, if, if I was to, uh, I saw this guy do this once at a, at an event. He, he was trying to get someone who said, I can't catch a ball to catch a ball. So he keeps throwing the ball to the person. They keep dropping the ball. And it was like, I mean, very brave of this person to get up in front of people and just miss <laughs> intentionally, but trying their best can't catch it. And he says, okay, now instead of trying to catch the ball, I want you to pay attention when I throw the ball, only focus on the laces on the ball. That's all I want you to see. And he throws the ball and it lobs in the air and you can see the person just looking at it in a different way and they catch it with one hand, <laughs> like right there. There's no more because the, the thing is, it wasn't, it wasn't that they became a better catcher and it wasn't that, uh, like it wasn't even that guy's advice. What it was is they didn't change anything. They completely redefined it. So it was no longer a game of catch. Now it's a game of, I look at the ball and the seams in a way. And in the same way, the skateboard thing works. It's no longer that I'm walking everywhere I go, but now I'm riding my skateboard everywhere I go. So as I put that skateboard beneath my feet, I just see the world differently. Right. And I think as we engage with spiritual practice in our life, that's what that gives us because I meditate, right. I can be in a really stressful situation. And all of a sudden I can come back to my breath and go, wait a minute, <laughs> I have a skateboard. You can see, right. Yeah. You can, you can see where your thoughts are taking you. And that's, that's kind of the adventure mm -hmm. of being able to kind of navigate where the thoughts would take us. Right. right? Exactly. I mean, no, that's it. That's it. And it, it's, 
it's also like it's not even just navigating where the thoughts are taking us it's just it's i, I think navigating each situation each situ- that presents exact, itself exactly it's almost like you can see a difficult moment where there might be you know people butting heads or something like that and it's like how do i look at this differently and that's and that's what prayer does for me prayer helps me see I the world so, yeah. in a different lens because different again way. like you said i'm planting these seeds in my psyche of intention towards like ex- exactly what you're talking about like the values i'm if i'm praying my mm-hmm. values i'm putting intention out in mm-hmm. the world and in my own subconscious to be that way today and so the way that that unrolls in my life is if i'm yelling in the car at the person next to me i may be able to check myself right it's not all miraculous right. but i do get to engage with it in a in a all day long thing. right and you might be and and in that having different perspective you might be able to see the person in the car next to you that you're yelling at from a different a different perspective and go wow mm. you know maybe they're elderly and can't see and maybe they're you know, used to driving on the other side mm-hmm. of the road or, I mean, who knows? A, we don't know. Here's a really cool one too. If I, I often think if, if we're praying daily for intentions and stuff, if I ever get frustrated with someone, I'll often think like, I wonder what they're praying for. I wonder, yeah. I, 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 I yeah, do that. Like, I, I wonder what yeah. their, their intentions were for today. It wasn't to cut me off. Probably mm-hmm. <laughs> here we are. No, yeah. I you mean, know, right. I mean, a lot of times when I'm on the, on the freeway, I mean, I learned this a long time ago from an acting coach and it's always just kind of stuck with me. It's like, you know, if somebody's like cuts in front of me or speeds past me or does some horrible thing on the, on the freeway, I, I, you know, I, I just kind of go, well, you know what, maybe, maybe they're, if they're late for work one more day, they're going to get fired Mm -hmm. or maybe, maybe their grandmother's in the hospital and they want to make sure they get to see her before she now leaves the earth you mm-hmm. know or maybe their child fell out of a tree or something you know yeah, we don't know don't. what they're dealing mm-hmm. with and so um so me getting mad at them you know is and again that's where the, that's where prayer comes to help me to be not so reactive to these difficult situations that ultimately i don't have control that's over it. yeah and it'll present itself like in different times like i i i don't know if i've shared this on the podcast or not yet but um I had a moment where I was, I, I preached at my church about four weeks ago, something like that. And, uh, I didn't say anything about the situation in my life, but like a lot, we, we, you know, the story, if you've listened to the podcast, I was once sat down by like a council of pastors and they basically told me you'll never work in this town again. And that's even before my drinking. So I really had a <laughs> straight ahead career. Um, but it was a really traumatic event in my life and, uh, and I've carried it for a really long time. And, uh, I spoke and I was speaking and the whole sermon was about, um, teshuva. It's this Jewish idea of returning to original goodness, returning mm-hmm. to myself, And I look out and I see this guy and I see him and I'm literally like, I'm just high off of the adrenaline right now. That's no way that that's who that is. (laughs) And I keep moving. And at the end of the service, uh, that same gentleman who's wearing a face mask because we're indoors and stuff comes up to me. So I'm still like, is that? And then I like let him let his name out of my mouth just to be like, is it? (laughs) And he goes, Josh. And I go, oh, my God, it really is him. And this guy was the ringleader of that. That group of pastors, I can't believe I haven't told the story on the podcast yet. Yeah, so he's he's the ringleader of this whole event. The guy that said that you'll never I mean, he, preach in he this town again. He was the one who set up all of this. I mean, it, the the it wasn't it wasn't ultimately his fault with everything that shook down, but he was definitely you know a part of the ultimate planning, a big part of it. Yeah, <laughs> and he mm-hmm. set that one meeting up. So that's that's why I was just like, 
I can't believe you're <laughs> I was shocked because this church is nothing what he's like. Um, but he 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 told me in that moment, he didn't know that I had gone through this whole addiction thing, and that story was in the sermon. And um, I'll put a link to the sermon in the show notes <laughs> so that if anybody wants to hear it. But it's it was just about my journey, right? And he heard the journey for the first time. Um and he said, you know, I like seven, eight years ago now, when all that went down, I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm just so sorry for that. Like I've, I've come a long way, and I, really, and I'm, I, I'm sorry that I wasn't there for you in a different way uh, when all that went down. And I, I'm telling you, like the prayer in my life, the, the spiritual practice brought me to a point where that wasn't even like a landmark moment for it. It wasn't even like a mountaintop. Finally, I get to hear the words. I was actually just relieved for him. <laughs> I remember feeling like that he wasn't, that he that he wasn't, wasn't carrying Because all I could tell him was like, yeah, wow, well, I left that back there a long time ago. Thank you. Like, that means a lot, but it's not, it doesn't mean the most. <laughs> and that was kind of a fun thing for me to be able to think is like, I, because of the practice I've done in my life, I've done the work of forgiving these people, letting this stuff go before they're even able to get to me with their transformation. And then once they Isn't arrive, they're just like, oh my God, how cool like, that you're here too. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, and what a healing moment for you to, to kind of realize that that move, that moment of, of being told that you'll never pastor in this town again was probably something that needed to happen. That's exactly right. Yeah, they had no idea. <laughs> they were talking about it. I mean, it, right. yes, there was maybe a lot of unpleasant things that happened around mm. it, but ultimately it got, to the way I look at it, it's got you to where you are oh, right it's here. it's a gift. It's, it's... You know, and I, I look back, you know, when I was doing early spiritual coaching, I had a lot of people negating what I was mm. doing and telling me that who who the hell do you think you are? I mean, what do you... Mm. And it was, it was a lot. I was called in front of a whole group of people too and, and shamed horribly mm. for, uh, for, you know, thinking, I don't know, it was just it, a very similar mm. thing. And, and, um, and I think that's what happens, I think, to some of us when we kind of move outside the box of the way other people think it should look. Yes. And, and we are, you know, in some ways following our own heart and that's that's where that's where prayer leads you it leads you outside of the box (laughs) if you're Mm -hmm. if you're really doing this and you're it's not even work if you're if you're engaging with this uh this lifeline almost it's it will lead you to those greater pastures and realities which yeah will make people like around you uncomfortable but they'll get there you don't have to get mad about that you know (laughs) exactly i mean because the thing about it is isn't that isn't that what we all want is to follow our own Mm -hmm. heart isn't that what we really are looking for? Is to follow our own true heart. It's that's that that true north that we talk about, and it's going to be uncomfortable. We'll have people tell us that we can't, and we'll have roadblocks and missteps and all that kind of stuff. But um, to me, that's the beauty of, of of the spiritual journey is being able to to kind of listen through that to that heart through the meditation process and develop a relationship with our thinking that tells us that we can't do all these things and then start to find out that we can.